Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans are going back to the Sweet 16. School's out for summer. Let's fucking go. You're not getting raw and cut Nick Bradley right now. I'll be honest. This isn't post-game fucking Marquette just took an L 20 minutes ago, Nick Bradley. This is – it's Tuesday. It's 4.30 on Tuesday, Pacific time, so 7.30 East Coast time. Um, the game was Sunday. This is about 48 hours after we realized we're going to the Sweet 16, Nick Bradley. So I've decompressed a little bit. The energy level has come back down. Had to go to work yesterday. Had to work today. Um, have to get on a plane tomorrow. Have to renew my passport tomorrow. Have to do a bunch of shit and gather a bunch of documents before I renew my passport tonight. A lot of shit going on. Cleaned my apartment tonight. Got to go to the gym after this. So yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not in the euphoric. It's still Sunday. It's the weekend. We just upset the two seed. Who said Tom Izzo's washed seven over two. We'll see you in the final fucking four. That energy's dead and gone for the most part at this point. Um, the real the real world came come Monday and slapped the fuck out of me. Right here, right in the face. It slapped me. It hurt. I wish it didn't happen. I wish I could go back in time and like Jackie Chan fucking ah, duh, just stop the real world from hitting me in the face and maybe hit the real world back for a change. That, that would be a nice little switch up. Instead of just avoiding getting hit by the real world, what if I gave the real world a taste of its own medicine. Like here's a fucking 40 hour work week. Fuck yourself. Real world. Here's renewing your car's lease. You stupid bitch. Here's finding another apartment. Real like that'd be nice. Um, if I could do any of those things to the real world, just make it feel like an ounce of the pain and frustration I felt coming into this week, but it's okay. And I'll tell you why it's okay. You already know why it's okay. We already said why it's going to be okay. Michigan State, Tom Izzo, we're going back to the Sweet 16. We are going to take a trip to the second weekend of March Madness. We are going to see this team take the floor once again against a damn good Kansas State basketball team now. We're not playing a bunch of scrubs. This isn't how we drinking all the uh, sunscreen. We got a damn good basketball team coming our way. Jerome Tang, the original Tangster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> listening to little baby, all the guys clapping along. I don't know why they clap to it, but they do. It's kind of cool. Uh, I guess, depending on your angle, some people think it's corny and weird. Some people think it's cool. I think I happen to think it's all right. Kansas state, damn good team. Keontae Johnson, Marquise Noel, good ball players. I'm sure they got more. Those are the only two I know off the top of my head. One of my good friends out here, one of my good friends that I've made since I moved to Southern California. And one of the few that isn't a Michigan State alum or Michigan native in general. He's a Kansas State Wildcat. He's been watching this basketball team all year. We've been chopping it up on Saturdays all year long. Kansas State, we just beat Kansas. Kansas State was bopping around the top 10, top 15 all season long. I've been hearing about the Cats. I've been here. I t- Look, I've taken a couple pictures. Go Cats. I've done it a few times. And now, you know, they've come to meet their maker. They've come to see... Tom is a Jerome Tang, the Wu Tang clan, Jerome Tang clan. Tom Izzo is going to happen. You're going to see Tom Izzo. I said it last week. I can't remember. I, I, I talk so much, whether it's to my friends 
or doing the podcast or doing the videos on TikTok. I don't know where I said it or who I said it to. I don't know if it was just to my friends or like on the internet. When we went into Marquette Sunday, I felt that Marquette was more afraid of us than we were of them. And listen, I'm not saying I felt that way because I talked to Shaka Smart or I have an end with the Marquette fucking basketball team. Um, I, I was just purely saying that off the fact, look, we're Michigan State. We're the seventh seed. We have none of the pressure. We are here and we have a chance to win because we get excellent guard play from two experienced. And I don't want to say unstoppable, but when they're on, very difficult to deal with guards in both Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard. And I thought they both played pretty well. Obviously, A.J. had a little bit of foul trouble. Um, nobody really shot the ball well, especially from three. But Tyson still came up with a handful of clutch buckets just off the dribble in people's fucking mouths. A.J. down the stretch, going to the rim strong, drawing fouls, finishing through contact. Both guys finishing with offhands, in transition, in the half court. They kind of carried us through, right? Jaden Akins pitching in with a few buckets. Joey Hauser was awesome again. Despite, again, not not shooting the three-point ball very well, he hit the only other one we made um, late in the corner. And when he hit that, I thought it was the dagger. And then, of course, Cam Jones came right down the floor and answered. But still, I thought we all pitched in. Like, I thought our guys, the same people we talked about in uh, Thursday's, either Thursday or Friday's episode, the last one that I did before this weekend, the same guys we talked about, like the same formula we kind of looked at where, look, we know what we are. We know who we rely on. We know what it takes for Michigan State to win. We know who plays well when we win. Nothing's going to change. There's not going to be any surprises. Like, we're not going to call on Jackson Kohler for 20 against Marquette. We're not going to call on Pierre Brooks to come in and make five threes. We know the formula. We know who has to get it done. The question is, do they come out and get it done or not? Do they come out with their best stuff or not? Do they take care of the basketball or not? Are they locked in on both ends of the court? Do they look like they want to be there? Like they, if they fucking have to, they'll drag us to the sweet 16. That's what it came down to. And we got enough from everybody to get the job done against a good Marquette team, the two seed or a two seed, I should say. So you got to believe top eight team in the country, something like that coming off a great year, obviously Shaka with the weird havoc defense that they play. Cam Jones had having the great season. He did. Um, Big East player of the year. What was his name? The white dude. I can't fucking remember it off the number 11 or number 13. I can't remember off the top of my head. He didn't play so well against us. Turned it over 40 times, something like that. We knew what it took and the guys delivered. The guys delivered and it was a beautiful fucking thing, dude, because so many times again, and this is just the way they go in March. Like we talk about during the regular season, MSU, we can never make it easy. Why can't State ever just cruise to a victory? Why do I always have to be fucking ripping my fingers off my hands at the end of a basketball game that MSU plays in? Fair enough, right? And we see it, we've seen it go our way and we've seen it go the other way. That Iowa game, brutal. Purdue, brutal. Illinois, brutal. We had some tough losses throughout the season where we kind of, it's back and forth. Maybe we're up a little bit. The lead slips away and they get a little bit of a lead and we never really rebound. We saw the ebbs and the flows, and that's just how college basketball goes. It's a game of runs, and more so in the tournament than any time, right? Like, we got off to that quick lead in the first half. We're up 9, we're up 10, we're up 11, we're up 12. Everybody's feeling good. The offense is coming pretty easy. We're getting really good looks in the paint, uh, clean looks. 
The defense has been awesome. They're struggling to score. They're struggling to get the ball in crucial areas. We're running in transition. We're taking care of it. We're forcing them to turn it over. Like the first 10 minutes of that first half, it was all Michigan State. We were fucking killing those guys. And mind you, A.J. Hogarth hit the first three we made early, but nobody made threes all day. A.J. hit one early and Joey hit one real late, and those were the only two of the 14 or of the 15 we attempted. Those were the only two that went in all day, coming from like the fifth or third, something. I know we're like a top five three-point shooting team in the country if you look at the percentages. We didn't have maybe our most lethal offensive assets, and we still found ways to score. We still grinded out possessions. We still got clutch buckets when we needed them. Were they always the most beautiful? Were they wide open layups when we need a bucket? Maybe not always. Maybe they were A.J. Hogarth draped in defenders finding a way for it to go down. Maybe it was Tyson Walker just taking someone off the dribble and burying it as he's done so many times this year. Sure, sure. But that's why we got the guards. That's what we knew this team was going to be at this point at the beginning of the season. That's what we've been talking about all year. And look, hand up, hand up. I was so out. I was so out on these guys. A month ago. And I'll be honest with you. I don't want to make enemies here because it's look, we're in the sweet 16. It's Spartans versus everybody. Um, There is no negativity at this point. It's positive. I'm not going to spend a moment today talking about what somebody needs to do better or man, this guy stinks. Fuck that. It's MSU over everyone. It's win or go home. There is nothing to be negative about at this point. You're either all in or you're all out. A month ago, I was out. A month ago, I was out. I was going to watch the rest of the way, of course, because I have an addiction. Um, But I wasn't sitting here going, we'll be in the Sweet 16. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll win win one there and maybe an Elite Eight or a Final Four. Like, I was not sitting there going, hey, well, there's a path. Hey, but if you look at the way we did this, I wasn't one of those people. I thought, you know, this team, we kind of know what they are. When they play well, they play pretty well. Um, the problem is half the time they don't play well. And even some of the times they do play well, we struggle with leads. We struggled to come back when we're down. We struggled to hold on even more so late. Um, we struggle when we're up and the other team counters. And now it's like, we just want to go lay down in traffic. I said all of those things. I felt all of those things. And I know Tom Izzo's Tom Izzo. I knew it then. I obviously know it now. I was aware of the pedigree. I was aware. Oh man. Look how well he performs, though, when he's when he's underseated. He, he's he's incredible when people overlook Michigan State. He gets there with his big teams. He gets there with the one seeds, the two seeds, the three seeds. But he's better than anybody at getting there with the fives, the six, the seven seeds. Right. I just didn't think these guys had it. I felt that they had so many opportunities throughout the course of the regular season to show that they did in big games against big teams on the biggest stages. And they just fell short consistently. So I kind of wrote them off. Hand up. My bad. I was wrong. I was wrong. Feels great to say it because you know why? We're still dancing because we're going to the Sweet 16. Because I'm looking forward to Thursday. I'm looking forward to being back in Michigan, getting together with hopefully some of my buddies, and watching the Michigan State Spartans at Madison Square Garden with a trip to the Elite Eight on the line. I cannot wait for that. I'm happy I was wrong. Of course, I'm always happy I was wrong when it comes to stuff like that. You think I was sitting there going, well, I don't think MSU is very good, so now I have to root for them to not be very good. Fuck no. Fuck the Lions fan syndrome, you mean? The Lions fan who refuses to ever admit that they could be something else 
than the same old Lions. So because of that, even though now it looks like it's going well, we're signing free agents. We're poaching guys from Philly on a, a seemingly a discount. We're revamping the secondary without spending a single draft. We're restructuring guys' contracts despite clowns like Micah Parsons saying nobody wants to be in Detroit. All of these good things happening in Detroit, building off last year, the division and the NFC in general weakening out even more. You're going to get those same people that go, well, it's the Lions. They can't be good. And even though they hail themselves or claim themselves, whatever, as Lions fans, fans, uh, fucking brain dead oatmeal headed moron fans, even though they claim to be fans, they're going to be the same people who when they, if the Lions drop to one and one after week two, they're going to be the same people who run out the parade, same old Lions. Dan Campbell's not any different. The free agent, they're going to be the same fucking people who seemingly celebrate when the Lions come up short so they can come back and tell you, told you so, it's always been the same old Lions. Not me. I didn't think MSU would get here, but they did. I was giving high fives. I was yelling. I was hugging. I was sweating. I mean, my back was just wet. I ruined a t-shirt Sunday. I did. My back was soaking wet. Plain and simple. I told people, look, I, I don't touch, don't hug me. Friends are leaving after the game. Don't, whatever you do, um, I'm going to ruin your fucking week if you touch my back, if you hug me. It's it's going to put you just in a foul mood, feeling that level of slickness on a human being. Not on a reptile, on a mammal. Just save yourself. Save yourself. Give me a handshake. Give me a high five. Maybe even a fist bump if that's your speed. And we'll see you next weekend. I'm glad I was wrong. But here's the thing. The one thing I want to mention, and this is as, as close to negative as I'm going to get. I had a couple people chirp me over the weekend going, pulling up old tweets. After the Iowa game, I tweeted, man, earlier in this game, this is a fact, by the way, during that Iowa game, while Michigan State was winning, before the last minute happened, people were going, oh, shit, we can make a run with these guys. This guard play, we, we can make a run. And then obviously we know what happened. MSU collapses and we lose. After that game, I tweeted, it's hilarious. Just an hour ago, people were tweeting, talking about how we have the guard play and this team can make a deep run in the tournament. And now here we are, just blew a 10-point lead in a minute to fucking Iowa. God damn it, I'm tired of being irrelevant. That was the tweet, something like that. Here's the thing. Obviously, now it looks foolish because we're in the Sweet 16. Um, because it is kind of working. At least in this tournament, for these last two games, we've played well and we've won two. That's great. We'll see if we can win a third. Here's my whole thing. The people that want to go into the Twitter files and be like, oh, man, dude, you, you claim to be a state fan. You're a phony. You turn your back. Look, couple things. Um, one, hindsight's 2020. If you're running around pulling old tweets going, oh, look at you. Look how wrong you were. Okay. Congrats, dude. You don't do this. You don't make statements during the games. You don't give your predictions. You don't say how you feel. And here's the other thing. A lot of those same people, you're either A, lying, if after that Iowa game ended, you looked in the mirror and said, we're going to make a run. If any Michigan State fan out there looked in the mirror after that game and said, this team's going to the Sweet 16, you're lying. I don't believe you. I don't believe any Michigan State fan that watched that Iowa game felt good after that game. So if you want to pull the tweet and say, how could you turn your back? You didn't feel good either. You fucking liar. You full of shit liar. You weren't running around saying, keep the faith. This team's still going to the sweet 16. Lie. Another thing. 
emotions. I was pissed. I was so angry. I was so fucking annoyed. I'm not going to run off and tweet, don't don't give up on these guys. We're going to win this many games. There's the accounts that do that. Odell Bredham, the chief of propaganda. Um, there's people that do that that'll, you know, <clears throat> Michigan State could light the campus on fire and burn everything to the ground. And there'd be MSU accounts saying, hey, well, you know, a phoenix rises from the ashes. Um, forests bloom the most after a fire. They'd be giving you that. I'd say, that sucks, dude. Every building at MSU's rubble. It doesn't exist. That sucks. I just say how I feel. I tell you my truth. I tell you the truth, right? I try to be pretty positive. I think I am pretty positive. I told you once March started, whether it was the Big Ten tournament or whether it was the, the March Madness tournament. It's positive vibes only. There's nothing to be negative about. There is no, well, fuck this guy, or I'm going to freak out. That Ohio State game happened. We got absolutely punked by an Ohio State team who was horrible without their best player. I wasn't freaking out. I wasn't firing off tweets going, this guy stinks. We got to get rid of him. I was just like, yeah, well, that sucks. We kind of know the deal. That sucks. Hopefully it goes better against USC. That was kind of it. We beat USC. I was like, sweet. That's cool. We won a game. Now we got Marquette. I, I feel pretty good. Let's see what happens, though. I'm not buying a flight to Houston. I'm not throwing the house on MSU money line. But we got Marquette. I feel better now that we won one. I feel better against Marquette than I did against USC. I, I felt everything that I said. Everything that I said. I felt Marquette probably is a little intimidated. If you got to pick. Of all the seven seeds in the country, if you could reseed the entire tournament, of all the seven seeds in the country, if you as a two seed had to see one of them in the second round, Michigan State may be the last possible seven seed you would ever want to see. I do believe that played a little bit of a factor. Shaka Smart, I'm sure, is thinking a little bit about Tom Izzo. Those players thinking a little bit about, damn, like we're it's Tom Izzo, it's Michigan State. Like, I grew up watching this guy take seven seeds on runs. Like, just because they're the seven seed, they got nice guard play. Izzo knows what he's doing. Like, I felt that there was a little bit of that mental edge going into that Marquette game. And and the flip side for MSU, we don't give a fuck. I could have been Duke, could have been UNC. Obviously, they stink this year, but it could have been a bigger brand, more of an entity in college basketball, UCLA. Could have been Marquette. Didn't matter. I had, I felt that we were going to go into that game. I don't give a fuck. I think we're going to be the same way going into Kansas State. They're really good. Jerome Tang was unreal this year. They've got a couple of very good players. <clears throat> I still think we'll go into the game at Madison Square Garden. I don't give a fuck. I don't care who they have. I don't care it's Kansas State. I don't care what they did in the Big 12. I don't care who their players are. I don't, it doesn't matter. Any, none of, I don't give a fuck. We're Michigan State. I believe we'll bring that same energy to the Kansas State game. But I, th I thought we had that going into Marquette. I felt pretty good. And, again, nothing to be negative about because it's win or go home. It's positive vibes only. You got to believe or get the fuck out at this point. And it paid off. It worked. We won. We're in the Sweet 16. It was a happy day. It was stressful. It was nerve-wracking. But it was fun. That's what March Madness is about. Fucking sit in there, asshole clenched, just sweating bullets, hugging your friends. I'm keeled over in the bar like I'm playing the fucking game. Like, Jesus, I can barely bear to watch. That's what March Madness is all about. And then the clock hits zeros. Your guys hit the shots. Your guys make the plays. Your guys get the turnovers. You get the stops. Izzo calls up the out of bounds. 
all of it comes together and it works and the clock hits zeros and you win and you're going to the Sweet 16, you complete the upset and it's like a euphoria. It's like you've been stranded in the Sahara for a week and someone just douses you in ice cold water. It's an unbelievable feeling and that is what makes March great. That's what makes Michigan State basketball great. That's why it's so fun to be a fan is in those games like this past Sunday and what we're going to do on Thursday against Kansas State. Doesn't matter what the seeds say. Doesn't matter what the records say. We're Michigan State. We'll be in the game. We'll have a chance. Plain and simple. Let me take a quick break. Um, and we'll round it out. I mean, I kind of addressed everything. Like, I felt pretty good about Marquette. It was an unreal game. I thought, like I said, Hogart, I thought, played really well. Tyson, obviously, clutch with the fucking pull-ups. Joey was great, as per usual. There's a couple things I want to talk about after the break. One, if this team, if if the three-point goes, if the three-point shot goes, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Like if we play Kansas State Thursday and we go four for 15, five for 15 from three, I don't know what's going to happen. God forbid, God forbid, we get back to the point where we're like eight for 20 where we're letting them fly more because they're falling a little bit. God forbid we're on fire and we're 10 for 20. If the three po- a top five three-point shooting team in the country, if we can get the three-point shot to be not fucking atrocious, I don't know what's going to happen because we're 2-0 and right now. We just beat a two-seed by nine, and we shot two for 15, I believe, from three. The three-point the three point shot has been something we've relied on all season. We figured it out. I mean, the last month of the year was we got to be the Warriors. We got to shoot 23s a game. Hauser, Aikens, and, and uh, Tyson each need to shoot like five threes a piece every single game. Like we just need to shoot them. I don't even care if you're a little bit open, you're kind of open, wide open, obviously. Just shoot threes. Shoot 23s a game. We discovered that pretty late on. Through two games in the tournament, we've shot the ball like shit from outside. And we're 2-0. and We've beaten two good teams. If that three-point shot starts falling, I don't know what is going to happen. And the last thing I want to address, the other thing I should say on the flip side of the break, are Michigan fans specifically, but just like rival fans and people that talking about Tom Izzo in general. Like you need to understand, you need to have a little bit of context about what Tom Izzo is. It still blows my mind that I ever go on Twitter. Like we just, you just watched Michigan State in not a great year, upset the two seed and go to the Sweet 16. And people, there are people out there who their first instinct is to like try and roast Tom Izzo is to try and poke holes in why Tom Izzo is great. It's okay. It's okay to say that Tom Izzo is an all-time head coach. You'd be right in doing so. You don't Just because like you went to Michigan or you don't like Michigan State because we've whooped your team's ass for 20-something years, you don't need to like come on and try and figure out loop-de-loop 360 corkscrew reasoning of how Tom Izzo actually isn't that good. He is that good. 15 or 16 sweet six, 15 sweet 16s all time. He makes the sweet 16 more than half of the time. 25 straight tournaments, more final fours than every other head coach in the Big 10. Like just stat after stat after stat after stat where you're like oh, since the year 2000, Michigan State, UNC, Kansas, Duke and Kentucky, 
the only five programs with 50 plus tournament wins, just stat after stat after stat where it's like, he is one of the greatest. Like, I don't, you're just wrong if you say otherwise. And it's okay. It's okay to admit it. You don't need to die on this fake hill just because you went to the rival school or just because he beats Indiana or just because Wisconsin isn't like whatever the case is. It's okay. Quick break. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's Tom Izzo's a legend. Um, he's one of the best in the country. He's one of the best all time. That's it. I don't know. I don't understand the obsession. And I, and here's the thing. It's the minority. Like it's crazy people who just live on Twitter, right? It's like 14 year old children who don't understand the world or like 25 year old dudes like me, um, except they have nothing going for, not that I have a ton, but they've got nothing going for them in life. And like their profile pictures, Ron Burgundy wearing a Michigan hat and they have eight followers and they just are like jackasses on the internet, right? Like it's those type of people. You just at this point can't, you're on one side of Tom Izzo or you're wrong. You think he's overrated or like not that good or, but actually he didn't or, or you're correct. Anybody now, like it's an immediate credibility test. Anybody now, Tom Izzo winning that game against Marquette and going to the Sweet 16, anybody on earth, I don't care where they're from, where they went to school, who they cheer for, anybody on earth who after that game, their immediate reaction was to somehow find claims or create some narrative talking about how he's overrated or isn't actually that good or congrats, he finally made one. Anybody who's doing that immediately, you are, you just are a fake person. Immediately, you are an internet cave dweller, don't have a real life, would never say a word to anybody if you saw them in public. You're just a fucking fake loser. Immediately. You don't know anything. Nobody cares. Go away. That's what you are. Like, you you leave no choice. There is nothing you can possibly say to the contrary at this point. And another thing, the Michigan fans that did the, oh my God, oh my God, is is the, the fan base that says Sweet 16s aren't worth celebrating, celebrating a Sweet 16. I hear you. I see where you're going with that. Um, because like we know, Michigan fans love, and I mean love talking about how many Sweet 16s they've been to, and they fucking love talking, or they used to at least, about how they've been to the more recent Sweet 16, which is great, um, despite Michigan State being to the more recent Final Four. But regardless, you know, they love talking about the recency of your Sweet 16s. And Michigan State fans naturally playing for bigger things, um, part of a bigger program, more consistent program, more dominant, more legendary, just any metric, better basketball program, 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, all time, you name it. We go, okay. I don't know if you guys want to hang your hat or like stake your entire worth on the more recent Sweet 16 appearance. I don't know if that's the best metric for judging who's the king in the state of Michigan when it comes to basketball. Is the more recent Sweet 16 appearance? Is that's how we're going to do it? I think that's what state fans said. And state fans also go, look, we don't throw fucking parades 
about a sweet 16. We hang the banners for the final fours, the eight of them that Tom Izzo has, um, which is more than I think every other coach in that stretch, except for maybe Coach K. And then now, of course, we go to the Sweet 16. Everyone's partying. Everyone's celebrating. Everyone's happy. And Michigan fans are doing the whole, oh, yeah, I thought we didn't celebrate. Fair. I think the difference is, and I didn't say this. Some, I, I read this on Twitter, but it's the best way to put it. The difference is Michigan State, like we aren't going to be telling our kids if this is where the road ends, if we lose to Kansas State, we're not going to go running around saying, remember when we went to the Sweet 16 in 2023? Remember that run? Remember the Sweet 16 run? Like, that's not going to happen. In the year 2026, if Michigan makes a Sweet 16 or Michigan makes a Final Four, MSU fans aren't going to be going, yeah, but we had that Sweet 16 in 2023. The difference is we don't look back and celebrate in hindsight the Sweet 16s. Like a year from now, nobody's going to be throwing parties about how we went to the Sweet 16 last year. <laughs> that's not how MSU works. Well, the Final Fours, yes. I'm always going to talk about the 2019 one specifically. I was in school for it. That'll forever – that whole run, that three-week span, will forever live at the forefront of my brain. I will always talk about that team. I will always think about those games. Duke, always. Nobody a year from now is going to go, remember that fucking – that night we beat Marquette? God damn it, that was the best night. It's fun right now. It's fun while it happens. That's why March is so fun. That's why these runs are so fun because – Sunday was sick. The game was sick. The game ended. I'm on Pacific time. It was like four o'clock when the game ended. I'm hanging out with all my friends. We were having a blast. Everyone's happy. We're all in a good mood. We're all relieved. It was, it was a great time. It's something worth celebrating. It's like why we love college sports. It's why I love that I went to Michigan state. And now I get the whole week leading up to this, uh, this sweet 16 game and heavens forbid we win the next two, it'll be the same shit. It's so electric to celebrate in that moment. You're in the moment because I don't care what happened all season long. I don't care about the recruiting class next year. I don't care about shit. I care about two hours against Kansas State. I care about somehow figuring out a way to win that fucking game and staying alive, surviving and advancing. That's all I care about. So yeah, in the moment, everybody celebrates. You're crazy and you're a loser and you're also a phony. Any of the Michigan fans that are going, why are you celebrating right now? No, no, no. Of course we're celebrating right now because that's the whole point. Our thing, and when you won't see us celebrating, is two years from now if Michigan has a good season. Like in two seasons, if Michigan beats us in the first the first time we see them in the Big Ten season, MSU fans aren't going to be going, well, we, had the, we were in the Sweet 16 in 2023. No one's going to do that. That's the whole point. So just adjust. Be a normal person. Understand what you're talking about. The, the fa I just, I know the internet is just all about trolls and shit, but God damn, I don't get why people log in and are like, I'm going to just say something super fucking dumb. Just because I'm going to just talk about how, how could they celebrate a sweet 16 when my team was in the NIT? Um, they have the more reason. I mean, they're Michigan state. They're Tom Izzo and we're Michigan when it comes to basketball. What the f shut up, shut up. You weren't as good this year. It's okay. Happens. Sometimes MSU isn't as good. That's okay. It's part shut up. We won the sweet 16. Of course we're celebrating. We don't hang fucking banners for it. Like you guys do. That's the difference. <sighs> Got a little fired up there. Kansas state. What was the other topic I said? Can't even remember now. Kansas State, though. 
I don't know much about him. I don't know if I'm going to do another episode. So Wednesday, I'm flying home. My cousin's getting married Saturday. I will, if we are in the Elite Eight, I will be watching basketball during her wedding. Hate to say it, but that's just the way she goes. I uh, Flying home Wednesday, so I'm probably not going to record tomorrow. Although I could. I could. We'll see. Probably not, but I could. Um, Thursday is the fucking game. Thursday is the fucking game. So this may be the one episode for this week. Um, I might record once I get home. I'm not going to have time before my flight Wednesday, but I might record once I get home. I don't know. Like, I don't have an idea. I don't have a plan, but this could very well be the one we get. If we beat, if we beat K-State Thursday, I'll for sure record either Thursday night or Friday, or I'll for sure record again. But this might be the one we have before the big game. I mean, there's nothing else. We There is Lions, but uh, the Lions, although there's a ton of shit happening, um, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until States runs over for the Lions. And so when the Natty, what is that going to be? April 2nd, April 3rd, once the Natty, once it hits zeros and uh, Izzo's done cutting the nets, then we'll get into the Lions. Then we'll talk about these free agency signings. We talked a little bit about them last week. If you want to go listen to those, we're not totally up to date. We hadn't had CJ Gardner. Um, I think we had signed Monty at that point. We may be missing another. I can't remember if I missed another signing, but I know it wasn't totally up to date. It was last week, like I said. So you can go listen to that if you're just foaming at the mouth for some Lions content. But for now, it's MSU. For now, it's Kansas State. For now, it's Tom Izzo being better than Jerome Tang. I, I don't think it'll be quite the same as Marquette, but I do still think there's a little bit of like, they're the three, we're the seven. They know we're the underdog. They know they're supposed to beat us. Although I believe MSU is favored, which makes no fucking sense. Um, they know MSU's dangerous. They know Tom Izzo's dangerous as the lower seed. They, they're, they're aware. They played big boy schools. They're in the Big 12. They played Kansas. Like, they've seen some shit. I don't think they'll be as intimidated that we're Michigan State, but I think they'll be a little bit. Just I, I think there always will be. As long as Tom Izzo's there and as long as this whole thing's going, like we're winning games as seven seeds and we're making Final Fours, as long as this whole thing carries on, there will always be a little bit of that. Look, Kansas State, they probably think they're better. They know they're ranked higher. They had the better record. It's still Michigan State, though. Like these guys fucking just make shit happen when they're when they're lower seeds. When they're not supposed to win, that's when they figure it out. So I think there's a little bit of that. A little bit of a, oh, shit, that's Tom Izzo. Oh, shit, that's Michigan State. I think there's a little bit. I don't think it'll, not as much as Marquette, but a little bit of that. Um, formula is the exact same, though. Same guys. Akins, Hogard, Tyson, Joey, they play well. We're going to win. Plain and simple. God forbid a couple threes drop. That was the other thing. We won that USC game. We won that Marquette game. We haven't shot a three to save our fucking lives. That was the thing that kept our offense moving all season. We figure out a way to knock down threes because, look, some of those were contested. Some of them against Marquette were into the shot clock, just throwing up prayers. Tyson had some open looks. Joey had some open looks. Jaden had plenty of open looks. Malik had a couple open looks. Not that Malik's on the level of those other guys, but Malik should be able to hit a shot here and there. If we can't – like, we're beating two seeds and nobody can buy a fucking three, what happens if we just get a little bit closer to the main? What happens if we just shoot, I don't know, like 35%? We're 40% on the season, I think, as a team, something like that. What happens if we shoot 30% instead of eight? What happens? What's that going to look like? God forbid we have a good game and we shoot 40 or 45% from three. God forbid Joey's six for eight. 
from beyond the arc. God forbid Aikens is four for six. God forbid Tyson is three for five. Like, what happens if we – I'm not saying to go crazy, but if we get a little bit of help from the three-point ball, that'd be the thing that scares me. If I'm a K-State fan, I know they got the size on us. I know they probably have the raw athleticism and raw talent between Izzo and, like, the whole underdog narrative. And the fact that we're here right now and we haven't done shit from beyond the arc, that would make me a little nervous. What happens if we hit a couple threes? Just a couple threes. Then what? I don't know. I have faith. It's positive vibes only. Like I said, you're either all in or all, you're all out. There's nothing to complain about. There's nothing to go back on now. This is it, baby. This is fucking it. We're in the Sweet 16. It's win or go home. We got to beat Kansas State if we want to keep this thing moving. Why not us? We're already here now. I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm not worried about what they did. I'm not worried about who they are. We're already fucking here. Give me Tyson Walker. Give me locked in A.J. Hogard. Give me Jaden Akins. Another nasty and one, by the way, or you almost threw down that hammer and it rattled home. Give me Joey Buckets. Give me this team. Give me Michigan State. Don't care. Give me Tom Izzo. Don't care. Give me us. Us first time, give me us. It's a sweet 16. It's March. This is what Michigan State does. This is what we're built on. Let's find a way, boys. Make a couple shots, play defense, rebound, talk. Don't turn it over. Let Tom Izzo do his thing. Lock in. Fucking believe. Play loose. Have fun. Should be a home crowd. I feel good. Go green. If I don't hear if I don't see until Thursday, let's get this fucking dub, dude. Go green. I want to see this team in the Elite Eight more than I need air to breathe, brother. Appreciate the support as usual. We'll see you guys next time.